This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Go to GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Monday, February 28th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. A familiar name in the auto industry starts an EV charging company focusing on the needs of auto dealers. More on that later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Toyota is suspending output at all of its factories in Japan on Tuesday after a major supplier was hit by a cyber attack. The Nikkei newspaper reports that the supplier in question is Kojima Industries. The company makes metal, plastic, and electronic components. The newspaper reported that each day operations in Japan are suspended, cost Toyota more than 10,000 vehicles. It's an untimely setback for the world's largest automaker, which had aimed to set a company record by making 950,000 vehicles in March. In other production news, Ford is halting some F-150 pickup output due to the microchip shortage. The automaker's Kansas City assembly plant will be idle this week. Ford's other F-150 plant in Michigan will continue to operate. In addition to the downtime in Kansas City, the automaker's Kentucky truck plant will operate on just one shift this week. Workers there build the Super Duty Expedition and Navigator. Meanwhile, the estimated number of vehicles axed from this year's assembly plant schedules because of the chip shortage rose 11% last week. Auto Forecast Solutions says most of the cuts were at North American and European factories. AFS says that as of last Friday, more than 600,000 vehicles have been eliminated from global production schedules so far in 2022. For the year, the firm projects the total will reach 1.4 million. On the flip side, Stellantis will keep running a second shift at its minivan plant in Windsor, Ontario for a couple extra months. The automaker says it will take the assembly plant down to a single shift at the end of June. Unifor, the union that represents workers at the factory, said the shift was going to be cut on April 17th, affecting 1,800 jobs. Turning to Europe, where Russia invaded Ukraine on Thursday, the auto industry has had to adjust Renault is suspending some operations at its assembly plants in Russia this week, citing component shortages. Volkswagen will halt production for a few days at two German factories, unable to get parts that are made in Ukraine. And supplier Aptiv says it shifted high-volume production of parts out of Ukraine over the last couple of months. CEO Kevin Clark saying the company swapped in low-volume production in the place of those programs. And turning to product news... More EVs, right? Volvo plans to introduce five battery electric vehicles and two plug-in hybrids over the next few years. The Swedish automaker telling a closed-door audience of about 800 retailers across North and South America that the new vehicle onslaught will begin rolling out as early as next year. To pull it off, Volvo will begin ramping up plans to build more vehicles at its U.S. plant in Ridgeville, South Carolina, According to sources who attended the meeting, the five new battery electric vehicles include both a large and small crossover, a sedan, and two sporty wagon-like models. Dealers telling Automotive News that the manufacturer said the new vehicle line will help retailers double their average store throughput 
to about 800 vehicles a year by 2025. And that's the news you need to know. As electric vehicles go from about 2% of the market to 5, 10, someday 50% and beyond, the demands on auto dealers and other businesses to charge those vehicles is going to grow too. A new business trying to help meet their needs. We'll get into the details after this. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in. It helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk in the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Jose Valls, the former chairman of Nissan North America, is announcing today a startup aimed at helping auto dealers and other businesses meet the growing need for electric vehicle charging. The new company, Gen Z EV Solutions, has partners to help with installation, financing for customers, and a battery-buffered technology that taps the grid at low-cost times to charge vehicles during the high-demand portion of the day. To explain how it all works and the company's name, let's turn now to CEO Jose Valls. Jose Valls, welcome to Daily Drive. Thank you. Great to be here. Happy to be back. That's wonderful. Great to have you. So you have a new business that you are announcing today, uh, Gen Z EV Solutions. Of course, we see a lot of companies starting up to provide charging solutions in anticipation of EV sales growing. Uh, but you seem to have some real distinctive characteristics to your business. Tell me about the focus on, on business customers, if you would. Okay, well, uh, thank you, Jim, again. And uh, I guess, uh, uh, the, you know, trying to focus on the on key benefits because it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's, let's say it's a hot space nowadays. And uh, we, we made our own the due diligence. Uh, we when we're trying to get into the space of uh, you know, kind of hardware and technologies were available. And, uh, you know, we were very impressed uh, with the advanced technology of the, some, you know, battery buffer systems, uh, especially when talking about ADS tech. And, uh, and you know, they this our hardware provider and uh, they have proven their performance in Europe, certified across many markets and, uh, you know, uh, these uh, many companies can say, okay, we got uh, uh, ultra fast chargers, but uh, they cannot deliver on some of the key benefits uh, that we are putting uh, available in the market. So let, let me go through that and I will try to explain maybe in, uh, in four uh, 
uh, key pillars, uh, you know, uh, because I, I think at the end of the day, the way it works is all together. And it is where you see the difference. Some players may have one or the other, but the combination of, the, of these benefits is what really makes a big difference for the for dealers, for instance. Let's talk about dealers, fleet owners, and, and this kind of, uh, you know, people who are really managing a lot of cars and operating with a lot of cars. So first, speed of charge. Uh, this... Uh, boxes, it can take up to 320 kilowatts charging rate capacity that uh, allows, you know, you know, ultra fast charging from a, even from a low power grid. As we know in the grid, energy grid uh, in, in, in the country is not, uh, you know, high levels. It will, you know, it varies from average from 30 to 100 kilowatts. So being able to uh, not only have the capacity to charge at three, 20 kilowatts, really fast charging, but also uh, the, this, this box has the capacity to boost that charge uh, and you know, using the grid in a lower, let's say, energy levels and boost to high energy levels, allowing fast charge. But this is, again, uh, one benefit that could also be matched uh, for some other uh, you know, uh, players in the, in the space. Uh, the, the other big important point is the charge box storage. Big storage, big battery to store the energy allows charging and storage energy simultaneously. This is uh, basically avoiding uh, peak demand charges uh, as a charge box is using energy, energy store of peak time. So basically what we're doing here, the, let, let's say the, the batteries is taking the energy from the grid in off peak times in the middle of the night and using in prime times, you know, in a way that is more efficient in cost. And also is uh, again, boosting the energy in the battery and doing the fast charges. This battery boost, as I said before, allows to, you know, for more cars to be charged during the day. Then uh, this at the end of the day comes into the, for me, the most important pillars that everyone has here because it's uh, a very exciting technology is required, but uh, actually it's a lot of uh, investment into it. So cost savings. So again, moving into the, how we can be more efficient in this kind of investment, I think the combination of the 320 kilowatts charging capacity rate, the battery buffer, big battery buffer, it's not as small, it's a big battery that is buffering the energy and the booster that can really take the energy from the, the you know, store uh, and, uh, and uh, I'm pushing at a high speed, uh, a, a higher charging rate, let's say, into the cars allows to charge a lot of cars. And again, in taking the energy from the grid and off peak times is not only I'm charging a lot of cars, but also I'm charging a lot of cars in a very efficient energy cost. So mm -hmm. I think when we put all this together, is uh, it's kind of a winning, a winning proposal. Yeah, that's really interesting. When I first read, uh, you know, that it was a, a battery buffered system, I thought maybe that, you know, was that a really, you know, like redundant effort to show that if there's a power outage, you know, that, that you'd have a uh, backup, but shifting the cost from the off-peak lower cost times when the grid isn't being used as much, uh, and then being able to release that charge in the day when it's, most in demand and highest price, that, that's really clever. Yeah, and, and, and also the, the point is, uh, as I said before, uh, this uh, booster, uh, big booster that, you know, the, the boxes are coming with, as, you know, taking the opportunity to use the, a low 
uh, let's say charging rates uh, grid, uh, you know, uh, uh, to uh, uh, boosting that uh, allows maybe avoiding, uh, you know, utility upgrades. Uh, so again, mm-hmm. time and, and money. So uh, one bo- uh, the combination is what really makes a difference. And again, of course, taking the energy at low cost is at the end of the day, at the end of the month, you see the difference in the in the bill, right? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned uh, auto dealers as one of the target business markets, target part of the business market. What are the are there special needs or challenges for franchise auto dealers in terms of manufacturer demands or timing of scalability, financing, things like that? Well, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm as you know. Uh, the good thing about uh, Gen Z uh, is uh, we have a lot of uh, automotive OEM and, and, and dealer experience in, in the team. Uh, and uh, we understand, uh, let's say, the opportunities, the constraints, and the demands, right? So this is uh, be a natural demand because the, the whole offer of vehicles because um, due to the big investments in battery plants, in electric vehicles is coming. So the you know, what we see out there in, in a three, four, five years from now, we'll see, you know, that uh, the whole landscape of cars will change. So the dealers will be managing instead of maybe five to 10% of cars in operating daily in their dealerships to be five, 10 to, five to 10% become 50% of the cars in the dealership being, being electric. So that will create a lot of bottlenecks, a lot of needs for speed charge. And I guess the OEMs already, you know, moving ahead of this and asking dealers to put the chargers and fast chargers to be able to manage all this big traffic of, uh, you know, new power energy vehicles. So I think that that's, uh, that's a kind of a, a requirement if you wanna stay in business and be able to sell what is going to be offered, and uh, we want to provide solutions to to the dealers. Solutions in regards to be efficient on the the invest, effi- you know, trying to understand how we can provide tools for them to manage the operations within the dealers, and also offering 100% finance, and I'm basically adding a, a monthly cost that taking the energy at, at a very efficient rate that you know they will pay by itself. So things like that we trying to think as a dealer to be you know, providing a solution for them and for the OEMs as well. well you, let me follow up on that. You just mentioned, you know, financing, and I know you, you signed up Mitsubishi Capital as a partner. How do you see that working out? Are these really big investments that, that could be a challenge for some businesses to make? Well, it is. I think uh, it's not uh, these chargers are a piece of technology. They're not, uh, you know, it depends on the different cases and uh, whatever needs to be done in different facilities. It's kind of tailor-made suit for the different facilities, but uh, it's not something that uh, uh, that costs uh, only a few a few bucks, right? So if uh, whatever it's needed on cash, if we can provide finance and we can actually provide a total kind of care package, what do we do that we we'll don't give the box, installation, the service, maintenance, upgrades, and uh, we take care of this. Uh, and uh, it will be much easier for dealers not taking money uh, on cash for their balance sheet and maybe just adding operational cost. At the end of the day, they are doing that charging gas, you know, on just moving the cars around. So in that sense, again, thinking as uh, how they operate and how to be efficient, how to provide a solution to this new reality is what we, we try to do. Not thinking of how this total cost cash upfront, but bringing different alternatives. Of course, if the dealer wants to pay cash, 
uh, of course, this is also available, but I think this kind of solution will give them a, a lot of alternatives. Nice. So one more partner, I feel like we should highlight, uh, Charge Enterprises. It's led by another uh, familiar name from, from the auto industry, Mark Linnaev, formerly with Ford and GM and Volvo, as well as Allstate. What is, what is Charge Enterprises' role? Well, the, the you know the, the their role, but uh, besides you know their role, uh, let me say that uh, Mark is uh, a former colleague of mine, a good friend, and uh, someone who I really admire a lot. When we bring into the retail space in U.S., I think nobody really can say he's been the you know big boss of sales and marketing for Ford and, and General Motors. No, so I think he's uh, he a lot a lot to the table. I'm very very happy we we are working together again. And, uh, and uh, you know, their role basically is uh, helping us on all these installation, the diagnosis, setting what should be done. They have a lot of expertise in their team. They have capabilities on site all across the country to help us not only, you know, setting uh, a, a, a what is going to be the, the project itself or every case, but then uh, doing the installation, service, maintenance. Uh, this is what we're working with them. But again, also Mark is uh, bringing his own uh, uh, automotive perspective to the team, and uh, you know that's why I think uh, we are we have a very strong bond uh, in, between the two companies. No? Let me ask you one more question. We're uh, starting to run out of time, but I, I have to ask about the name. I had uh, probably assumed that you were a Gen X guy like me. Uh, why is this company named uh, Gen Z EV Solutions? Well, certainly I'm not a Gen Z, literally. I may be in my, in my desire, my values, <laughs> like sustainability, but uh, I'm not a Gen Z and we are not much Gen Zs in the team yet. Uh, but uh, we certainly share their values. Uh, we certainly share their purpose. And, uh, and I think uh, the key point here, the Gen, Gen Z is kind of the generation that triggered the inflection point for mask uh, EV adoption. Uh, you know, I have four kids at home, all they are all Gen Zs, <laughs> and they don't wanna, you know, drive any other cars than, than EVs, right? So <laughs> for them, it's not an option for really care, uh, you know, about the planet. They really care about the environment. And I, I you know, 100% uh, align with their values. And I think this this generation is the one will will make the inflection point on how we approach and many things in life like uh, EVs and now infrastructure and now charging infrastructure. So I think this uh, is the right name because we, we're gonna really create that change. We And it's not only about putting the charges, uh, as you may know, uh, we we are investing 3% of our profits in reforestation efforts. And one of the, you know, the co-founders is, uh, is a person who is really big into all, you know, environmental. Uh, environmentalist. So I think what we align in all this, again, uh, vision and not only provide hardware, but creating a, a change in the environment. So our vision is uh, much more elevated than just, uh, you know, providing solutions to, to the EV space, EV space. Jose Valls, CEO of Gen Z EV Solutions. Thank you so much for joining us today on Daily Drive. Thank you, Jamie. It has been a pleasure. I hope to see you in NADA next week. Absolutely. Month. See you in a Thank few you. weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. 
You can get all the news on EV startups, the upcoming NADA show, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making the show part of your workday routine. Now, let's all get back to work.